Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that's actually witches. Except they're not Except witches. We're not witches. Because there's no such thing as witches. They're uh, aliens Alien invading Shakespeare's theater. Wait, or aliens that have been imprisoned under a hill. You remember the last time we saw witches? The Shakespeare yes. Code? But this there one, weren't. They, they weren't even supposed to be witches. Hey, it's the noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the noobs. And this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every single week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who have So welcome to episode number 166, covering season 11, episode 8, The Witchfinders. This is the one where the Doctor and her companions get accused of witchcraft, get ducked, not dunked, ducked. Oh. Ducked, boys. Oh. Ducked. And learn that trees are more important than we might think. Also, we made a new baddie for 10 seconds of content. What? We did what at now? The, at the very end, they like made up a new baddie, and he was there for like 20 seconds. Yes, and there was suddenly They Morax. burned him. What? And that was all. Oh, the, the King Morax? Yeah. Oh, the he whole species. He didn't need to be in this episode. <laughs> you never needed I mean, to see him. He was the big him. bad at the end. You didn't have to see him, though. You, you had to build up to him. So you, you, you got you to gotta start with the... With the, uh, the 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 regular Morax, and then the Queen Morax, and then the yeah. King Morax. Actually, we started with the Queen Morax. So. But we didn't know. <laughs> I think that's what they said. It uh, wasn't clear at the beginning that she was bad. <coughs> Sorry, I couldn't get through that. <laughs> her character. Uh, we'll come back to her. This is story number 284, originally airing November 25th, 2018, to 7.21 million viewers. Written by Joy Wilkinson and directed by Sally Abrahamian. Uh, under the cast this week, I mentioned uh, we'd get back to this. Becca Savage was played by one of my favorite names to read. Y'all want to y'all want to take a stab at it? Soy Bahan Ferneran. I have no idea. Corbin? Perfect pronunciation. Corbin, would you like to try? Because I'll let you know that was not even close. No, it was not. I don't know. The first name is Irish. Oh, what's what? Seopon. Soybean Ferneran. It's it's. I could see how you could get that. But it's Siobhan. That's Siobhan? It's Irish. S-I-O-B-H-A-N. Yep. Siobhan Finneran. There's no H after the S. Yeah, but the I. But the I, though. There's no V in that word at <laughs> all. Sweet. Let me let me tell you, there's worse ones than that. <laughs> I can I can share with you. Uh, my One of my other favorite ones is Sersha. There's an actress named Sersha, and it's spelled like S-A-O-R-I-S-E, I think. Sersha. Anyways, been great in class. we're not talking about her. Yeah, right. Well, she grew up in Ireland, so they knew how oh, to say so it. <laughs> uh, Siobhan Finneran is Mrs. O'Brien in Downton Abbey. I don't know. You guys have seen a grand total of half of an episode of Downton. Grand total. I don't know if y'all remember Mrs. O'Brien, but she would have been Becca Savage, except instead of being a landowner and therefore the one running the show, she was downstairs she was one of the servants but she was one of the upper servants so, so she was obnoxious oh man let me tell you what as much as you hate becca savage you would hate mrs o'brien just as much yeah. like there's no there's no redeeming quality to her character there's no moment of oh but she's that way because of this tragedy in her nope she's just a terrible nope. person <laughs> just like becca savage terrible person anyways uh, oh, yes. My next note says, I don't like either of her characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you can't tell by the way you've talked yeah, about the, Thus far, yeah. Uh, King James was played by Alan Cumming, who you know from 
everything. <laughs> everything ever. He's been in all of the movies. He's been in all of the um, movies. I didn't realize this because he was in a crap ton of makeup and he had a tail. Oh, he was God. Nightcrawler in oh X2 gosh, and X3, really? the uh, second and third X-Men movies in the original X-Men movies. Uh, not not the uh, mm-hmm. not the the prequels and whatnots. Um, he played Eli Gold in The Good Wife, which is a fairly long running uh, show that I I think kind of went off the air, but maybe there was a spinoff. So I, I don't know if he's in the spinoff or not. Um, but he was he was pretty well known for that. And then Corbin would like to catch us up with some other stuff. Are you going to make me say this name? <laughs> I am going to make you say this name. He played Fegan Floop in Spy uh, Kids. It's, it's pronounced Charles Smith. No. <laughs> It's Irish. No. <laughs> yes, of course. He was a person in Spy Kids 1 and 2, but those movies I watched when I was like 7 and I yeah, can't no, remember. Yeah, I have no idea. Most of them <laughs> at all. So they're, they're they're not worth remembering. He was the bad guy. What's funny though is as soon as he came on the screen, you were like, "I know that guy." And yeah, what's funny I is he did not have any facial hair in Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. So the I'm fact still that you not entirely him, sure that, that that's why I recognized him. But ah, okay, okay. He looks similar. Enough. I wondered if maybe you were you were seeing Nightcrawler hiding in there somewhere somehow. I, I don't Probably think not. so. Yeah, I mean, you know, like yeah. Anyways, apparently Alan Cumming was also approached to play the Doctor. By Russell T. Davies at some point back in the day. So like so every actor who has ever been on Doctor Who has been approached. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, but uh, apparently uh, Russell T. approached him about it and and the the timeline isn't real clear. So it's like maybe this was to be the 10th Doctor or maybe it's around that time, but we're not sure because um, he just sort of like threw this out there one day. But he turned it down. And part of the reason he turned it down was because it would require him living in Cardiff for eight months out of the year. Mm. <laughs> and he was like, nope. nope. No, thanks. And apparently he was approached a second time. Oh, my God. Later on, he was approached again. He was like, nope. And he was like, I might be. Well, so apparently the first time there was like, there might have been some scheduling conflicts as mm. well, like some prior engagements. But the second go around, he was like, Oh, um, I might be up for it this time, but last time they said I would have to live in Cardiff for eight months out of the year. And they're like, oh, you would still have to do oh, that. Yeah, and he goes, oh, then no, then. Oh. <laughs> and he said this in an interview. So I don't know if he was like being tongue in cheek in the interview or if he really hates Cardiff that much. And I, and, and I don't know why. Like I have no, no earthly hmm. idea. So <laughs> maybe it's, it's personality. Who knows? It's a, it's a, there's a certain personality type averse to Cardiff. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're saying? I thought you were saying the personality of Cardiff. Ah, was, yes. Wait, what? The entire the the stereotypical Cardiffian. <laughs> Cardiffian. Yeah, sounds like a it's the Kardashians Star Wars twins <laughs> or cousins. I mean twins. Yeah. Anyways, hey, noobs in the Hoobian is brought to you by King James Prickers. Need to know if she's a witch? Use King James Pricker. It's okay. It's a spare. <laughs> that was so what was the logic behind that if you poke them and they don't bleed they a witch um why do we dunk people if you have this much <laughs> yeah a simpler test the the logic behind witch trials is brilliant in its stupidity <laughs> it's like you if you actually had all this information you yeah. have okay. to be on board with killing someone to 
allow what constitutes proof of being a witch to stand up to scrutiny at all. Yeah. Because like, like we discussed, we, we did a tour of, uh, of Salem, Massachusetts. And um, so we got talking about the witch trials and things like that. And one of the things was that uh, witches have a uh, – uh, oh, I can't remember what they call it. It's, a, it's, it's essentially a nipple. And um, it would be somewhere else on the body and, they, and usually looked like a mole. So if a woman had a mole, you could accuse her of being a witch. And it was what they would use to feed their witch's familiar, which would be like a small little – impish creature often taking the form of a cat so if a woman owned a cat and had a mole oh and a broom she was probably a witch it's like wait what what (laughs) yeah so along that same lines if you duck her underwater for several minutes and i i love this i love this if you die you are innocent yeah if you survive you are a witch and will be hanged and or burned it's and like corbin like you said you poke them with the pricker, and if they bleed, then they're not a witch. Okay, then, use that then. I yeah. also love <laughs> immune to drowning, but not immune to hanging. Or burning. Like, how does well, that yeah. work? Duh. Like, in witch Harry 101, Potter, man. It's like witch 101. <laughs> in Harry Potter, they're referenced, and it's like a joke, because actual witches could just use spells to not get burned yeah. to death. And they're like, oh, they actually talk about that in the book? Yeah. And it's like, of course they can. Like, why? They have very limited powers. I just, I love the idea of if, if today when we shove you underwater and hold you there, you drown to death, rest well, knowing you were innocent. (laughs) It's like, what? I already knew I was innocent. What kind of consolation is that? (laughs) Like you can die. And okay. Now here's the thing that's disturbing to me is she says, we have rid the village of 35 witches. But okay, wait, all wait, wait, of them wait, wait, wait. died. Right, yeah. All of them she died She says, underwater. we have ducked 35 witches. No. By you your own logic, you have ducked 35 witches. innocent people. Like, oh my gosh, man. The whole the whole thing. The whole That's thing. So, so anyways, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue, I don't think it ever was that phrase. The Witchfinders. Yeah. We had the Witchfinder General. We had the Witchfinder's Assistant. <laughs> uh, we never really had the Witchfinders actually spoken well, I mean, in dialogue. I mean, the Witchfinder's Assistant. That's an definitely the same thing. Uh, the creature of the week was one of the scariest ones we've seen yet this season. The Morax. Uh, they were aliens imprisoned in Pendle Hill for war crimes. Wait, that was one of the scariest ones you've seen this this season. This season? What else have we had? That the, the tooth monster. The what? The tooth monster with all oh, the teeth on his face. Oh, Tim Joel. <laughs> I said one of. I didn't say. Hands down, oh, so the, the most terrifying so the thing I've ever seen. Had a face other than Tim Shaw. What? What? Is this not one of the creepier things no. that we've had? This okay. They were zombies. Disgusting. Okay. The zombies were fine because the the Thajarians looked kind of cool. Like to me, they didn't look creepy at yeah. all. They looked like alien pig samurais or something. Or, or uh, yeah. Samurai? Pig samurais. Alien pig samurais. Yeah, why not? But but like these things were were genuinely like disturbing. Um they so apparently they're they're imprisoned and the tree is some sort of alien technology that is the basically the key that that keeps the prison locked. But when she broke the key, it made it so that they could kind of get out. Kind of. And for some reason they like they I was confused. Were they manipulating the mud or were they the mud? They were in the mud. Okay. 
So like when the mud tentacle came up, was that them and they just look like mud in their natural form? Or were they controlling the mud and then eventually they were controlling a, a body? I'm assuming the tentacles were them because when it's like stabbed into her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like the mud tentacles weren't actually mud tentacles. They were Morax tentacles that looked or like Or they mud. were the roots from the tree. But the, when Maybe. the doctor scanned the mud, it was just regular mud. It wasn't Yeah, because anything. it was flinging mud on her. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. So I don't know. Not, See, that's what I wasn't ever really clear about. And then eventually they like work their way into uh, the mother's uh, or the grandmother's uh, recently deceased corpse. And then we get the surprise reveal later that they've also taken over multiple corpses. So we, I did. But we what? saw her. She picked up the mud, put it in the jar. Mm-hmm. And then it started bouncing around. Uh-huh. And she gave it back to them, and that was a part of them. So maybe the mud was them. Yeah, I don't, yeah that's mm. what I'm saying. It's unclear. Yeah. It's it's muddy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know you cannot make puns sometimes. I, but... It's just not not fun. No, I literally can't not make puns. Okay. I'm incapable. You're incapable of not making puns. I don't know. Can you? Anyways. Uh, the TARDIS being a bit, does anybody know what I was trying to put there? No. <laughs> being a bit. Oh, um, being a bit, the doctor said that the TARDIS was still being a bit, um, dodgy about coordinates and things. So they were trying to get to the coronation of Elizabeth the first and they ended up at the witch trials of a town that we've never heard Nobody of because, knows because, because they it, scrubbed it off the face of the earth. Right, right, right. That was, by the way, that was a great callback. All the way at the end of the episode, called back to that. That was great. Uh, the psychic paper reveal. Oh, this was great. Here we had an, uh, uh, a case of the psychic paper backfiring on the doctor. So first of all, she holds it up to uh, Becca Savage, and Becca Savage says, "Oh, the Witchfinder General." If I had, in, you know, if I had known. Um, so the thing that I wanted to note there, though, is that when the doctor the doctor held it up to her, she said Witchfinder General, and she was like. Yeah, that's me. And then flipped it around and looked at it like she was double checking it mm-hmm. and then put it away. As if she was going to say something that wasn't on the paper. Well, that made me wonder, does she see, is there like an after image? Can I mean, she I see assume. what they saw for a brief moment or something? I mean, I guess that's what we're led to believe. Yeah. And then we had it turn on her because later on she shows it to King James. And because people see what they want to see, it designated. Huh? Yeah. It designated her as the Witchfinder's assistant because there's no way a woman would be the general. <laughs> that guy was laying it on thick. Oh my gosh. Which part? The accent or the sexism? Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> All of the, his accent was the craziest thing ever, but oh, also he was like so sexist. It was oh, yeah. absurd. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where, you know, huh? I said, I guess it wasn't absurd for the time. Yeah, that's what I wonder. Like, how much How much are we looking back into the past with our uh, chronological snobbery as, uh, as uh, I think, it, who called it that? I don't know. Some, some writer called it that, chronological snobbery, when we think that we're, uh, C.S. Lewis, I think, when we think that we're, must be smarter than our ancestors just on every given matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how much of it is us looking back and thinking about those primitive times when the world was rampant with sexism? You know, like, was it that blatant? Was it that bad? I wonder the same thing about Rosa. Like, yeah. 
when the when the bus driver was just an absolute dirtbag with like no redeeming qualities whatsoever. <laughs> um, it's like was that person that bad? Were were people was that like I'm not saying I'm not I'm not please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that the racism in the 1950s Alabama wasn't that bad. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is it as bad as they show it? it? Is it as blatant and over the top and obvious? Because if it is, it holy crap. Right. Yeah. But, and, and, and you could, you could interview somebody and ask them what it was like in 1950s Alabama. We can't ask what the sexism level was like in 1611 though. We, we can't. Hello King James. Yes. Yeah. We can't. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, through the time vortex here live <laughs> on good morning America. Anyways, uh, the doctor drops names. Uh, she says, I'm just good at holding my breath on and getting out of chains. Thanks to a very wet night with Houdini. <laughs> Probably wasn't born at that time. Like, wasn't hey. born at that time. Who? So, like, nobody knew what Houdini yeah. was. Oh, was in there. the 1600s? Yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> no. she was saying that to, oh, no, she did say that to one of the locals. <laughs> she did, didn't she? But all the other so people were. Team there. TARDIS got the, got the reference, but everybody else was like, <laughs> yeah. who, what? What are you talking about? Then she about? says, um, this wasn't really name dropping, so I, but I don't know what category this would have gone in. Haven't had a hangover this bad since the Milk War of Keston 5. Oh, yeah. The, the what? The Milk War mm-hmm. of Keston 5. The milk you haven't war, heard of it? Uh, <laughs> a, a by as indicated by my what obviously i haven't uh the well, milk obviously. war that's fantastic other stuff we noticed um okay here i think corbin's gonna have some feelings here in just a second don't disrupt the fundamental fabric of history even if something is going wrong definitely then <laughs> two seconds later <laughs> <laughs> hold my jacket i'm jumping into this water to save this person yeah corbin keep Would it you- consistent oh my gosh Every other episode. I feel like, especially this season, at least, like, they have taken a stance where it's like, you shouldn't change the past. They always do anyways. (laughs) But we try not to. Yeah, they they have been saying consistently this season, you can't change it, though. It's just that, like, but we change change it it all the time. Oh, wait, this person's dying? That changes everything. Yeah. It's inconsistent. The doctor is so loosey goosey on her rules. This this one and violence slash guns is where it's, you know, there's just a lot of inconsistency over the years. So, um, oh, Corbin, you told me to write this one down. Oh, uh, Graham says to Savage. Savage, gosh, what a name. Yeah. Says, what if you're a bad person? And she just says, my conscience is clean. That means she After murdering 36 innocent women. It's not, I didn't do anything wrong. It's, I don't feel bad that I did it wrong. No, I would, I would argue that she didn't think she did anything wrong. She thought she was doing God's work. Man, that's. Uh, I th- the scariest thing is, I think that she, and by extension, I'm also reaching back to the people of the actual time specifically specifically salem but i guess there were similar witch trials in the uk i believe that most of them genuinely believed what they were doing and that's the scarier part you know what i'm saying yeah they're like you were saying when we were on the trip did we talk about salem much on the podcast i think that was on brayden's podcast yeah it wouldn't have ever really come up so really. convenient timing, I guess. But you were saying that, like, if the people did die, the thought was 
well, if you're a good person, you're going to go to heaven anyways. We're basically right. doing you a favor. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. come on, guys. Right. Like, dang. That's really something else. It's like, even if you do die, well, it's for the better anyways. <laughs> right. And if you don't die, I guess you were a witch, and then you're going to get squished to death, which was well, awful. But... Yeah, yeah one of the ways that they executed witches at Salem was by pressing. Oh, yeah. Where they would lay a board on top of you and just stack weight on it until you died. It's just that one person, right? Was did it just they, one? I don't know. I think it was. But did they ever... Were men ever considered witches? Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. Salem, there were, there were both. There were men and women. Didn't seem like killed. it in this episode, but... It, it yeah, didn't. Yeah, they, they were leaning. Well, I mean, we only saw, like, one person. I think they said 36 women. Did though, they? I, well, like, I kept oh, feeling yeah, like they, they were saying people. Even still, I'm like, this is a tiny town. You've killed 36 people? <laughs> I don't think there were Population 36 people in 10. the shot at any yeah, given time in this say. episode. Population 10. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? You've killed half the town already. <laughs> and you are not stopping. Work. Until what? I'm not entirely sure what the if anybody intended outcome anybody. Like they die. The crops were bad or whatever. They were bad this year. So you're going to have to wait till at least next, next year, year to see yeah. if anything you did had an effect. Yeah. Are you just going to kill, you know, all of the women in the village and then just burn down the yeah, village, then all the witches will die. What what could go wrong? I just <laughs> I know. Okay, here's the plan, guys. We're going to kill every single woman in the village either by getting ducked and not being a witch or by being a witch and then <laughs> Just skip the duck hung. part and burn them. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even understand the ducking. Where it's like, why do you have to test if no matter what they're gonna die? Yeah. Well, the other thing, I mean, presumably it it would it would clear the name of the family, but we yeah. saw the exact opposite happen. Where oh well, then it must be the daughter. The, yeah, uh, uh, the Granny Twiston was 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 should have been declared innocent by virtue of drowning to death. I know. And then she's Savage is like, get the granddaughter. We can't be too sure. Like too sure of what? That she's also innocent? Like she what are also you trying said, to prove? Now we'll never know. I she love yeah. died. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now we'll never know. What do you mean? She just you drowned. Said, yeah. You said if she drowns, she's innocent. And then she drowned. Yeah. But now we'll never know. Who, who cares if she drowns on the ducking stool or while the doctor's dragging her out of the water. Because like, it's the special ducking stool. That, that stool, that reminds me Hewn of, from the mightiest tree on Pendle Hill. That reminds me of that tree, which Jody said had been around for a billion yeah, years yeah, or billions whatever. billions of years. No one has noticed this tree has been around forever, and she's the first person to try cutting it down. Nobody's been there forever. So far. I just love, there's a single tree on this hill. It's yeah. the like only tree dead there. Tree. I didn't understand her comment. It was blocking my view of the hill. It was <laughs> on the top it of the was, hill. It was. <laughs> How does your view work? Like, what do you? I can't see things below things if there's something above it. <laughs> exactly. That felt a little I can't contrived. see the ground if there's a yeah. ceiling. There was some weird stuff. Hey, who's who? Who is Ryan Sinclair? Um, he almost took out Yaz with that axe. Oh my gosh. Man. Maybe let's not let the guy with dyspraxia wield the axe next time. <laughs> he would. Like he seriously like attack position lunged forward Whoa. with the axe oh. when Yaz came through that door. 
Good thing he, like, had enough force to stop that thing from just swinging into her head. Like, that would have been so... Reminder in the future, Yaz, don't surprise Ryan. He might be carrying an axe. You never know. Wait. Like, it would have been more in character if he had dropped the axe. If he'd have been like, and dropped the axe and, like, nearly cut off his foot or something. They never explained to Yaz why he was holding an axe anyways. No time! <laughs> no Why time. are you swinging an axe at people? <laughs> what is the point? Hey, uh, who is Graham O'Brien? Um, he quoted First Tarantino three sixteen. <laughs> so I had to I had to show Corbin and Trip uh, the the uh, the by the way uh, not family friendly oh, no. <laughs> not family not friendly scene from Pulp Fiction where we get. Um, uh, the guy, oh my gosh, I can't think of the Sam Jackson character. I don't know his name. Um, he he says he's quoting a passage from Ezekiel 25.17, which by the way, he says t- Ezekiel 25.17 and then proceeds to rattle off like a paragraph and a half of text. <laughs> yeah. Like that would be the longest verse in the Bible <laughs> if that were the actual verse. Um, and 25.17 is similar to the last line of Sam Jackson's little monologue there. But but it is a uh, it, it is a great culmination to a very weird scene, yeah. and it is Pulp Fiction. It is Tarantino, so it is very very dark. Um, but that and, and and as we're watching that scene, y'all were going, there are so many memes from this scene alone. Yeah. There's like three or four memes just from this that one scene. So that was the bit at the end where uh, King James says Ezekiel, and he says Tarantino actually, and then dives into the TARDIS <laughs> as it. Uh, whisks away so um who is yaz um why was the doctor okay with her going off on her own all i could think about was how often the doctor says don't wander off and when the four of them are all going somewhere yaz is like now that (laughs) we're all the way across town i've suddenly decided (laughs) i have to go back and help out uh what was her name willa i have to go back and help out willa and i'm gonna go alone and everybody's like totally fine cool it's not like we're in a situation where women are randomly being accused of being witches and being murdered for it so like be careful like the doctor doesn't i don't even think the doctor said be careful like she always does (laughs) um it was like yeah cool like okay i'll stay here anyway. yeah she didn't say ryan go with her graham go with her nothing it was just like yeah okay. okay fine whatever um, we did get some interesting backstory on why she became not a copy, as my notes currently say, but a cop. A copy. That's was like, what? A white what you? Um, apparently, a young uh, student named Izzy teased her all year in school one year, and she decided she didn't like bullies and was going to do everything. When, ju- when she grew up, she was going to do everything she could to stand up to bullies. I love that. I love that because that is such a companion thing, right? Mm-hmm. That is such a you know, value of the doctor. Actually in the, the last doctor, episode, yeah. we had the doctor don't saying, like don't like bullies. Yeah. And, um, and what I thought was great was the doctor actually quoted this later on. She was like a girl named Izzy teased my friend Yaz. And now therefore, you know, like she's about to kick your butt or whatever. I forget what <laughs> it was. Meant- <laughs> is that an exact quote from the episode? Yeah, that's exactly how she said <laughs> yeah, like- verbatim. Uh, who is the doctor? She's not a big believer in Satan. I turned to Corbin and said, except for that time she met him. Oh yeah. yeah right. Other than that, Other than forget that. about Cannon and things that have happened. Um, what was that? The Impossible Astronaut? or what? Nope, The Beast Below. The Beast Below. No, this was a David Tennant story. Yeah. Were they Sorry. Actual was it The Satan? Beast Below? Yeah. Was it The Beast Below? 
Yep. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Sounds where right. the, yeah, it was, it was a two parter, the Satan pit. It was actually called <laughs> yeah, the Satan pit. It was called the Satan pit. And the literally beast below. was Satan. And, and the reason it was called the Satan pit is because the giant cosmically powerful alien creature that was, that was, uh, imprisoned there was a very much looked like Satan, you know, red demonic creature with goat horns or excuse me, ram horns or whatever. And B was sending out like telepathic energy into the universe, causing the creation of every Satan myth in the known universe. What? (laughs) And the doctor's like, not a big believer in Satan. This would have been the perfect time for a name drop. This would have been the perfect time for the doctor to say, exactly. I met the real Satan. And this is not that, this is not that thing. I met the real Satan and then I killed him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And actually I don't think she did. Didn't she like, just make sure that he stayed locked up or did she kill him? I don't remember. Either way, this would have been the perfect time for her to say, I actually met Satan once. You wouldn't want to face off with him. You know, um, throughout this whole episode, like one of y'all said, as we started recording, there were so many references to vanquishing Satan and everything. Um, I can't believe that she didn't at all set the record straight. This is one of those times where like you guys have mentioned before, like why doesn't she just lead off with, I'm an alien. Therefore, you know, I know, shut up. <laughs> well, that wouldn't yeah. work so well here. Probably. Probably it might not. not, but yeah, yeah, okay. All right, fine. I just love when she kept saying, I'm from the heavens, though. Like, they're going to think you're an angel if you don't stop saying that. Yeah, that was that. not uh, That was not a lot better. So, um, She was really feeling the sexism in this story. Um, we we kind of talked about this uh, uh, earlier on, but yeah, she was. Um, she actually had a line where she was like, if I was still a bloke, I wouldn't have to keep explaining myself, and I could oh, just yeah. get on with the task at hand. It's like, well, I don't know. I feel like, you know, even previous incarnations of the doctor as a man has had to explain a lot, but I get, I get the sentiment that she's saying yeah. that like, you know, uh, she definitely wouldn't have been arrested and, and tied up as a witch if she was a dude. Cause you'll notice that nobody else in the group did. So, um, and then she just casually dropped Clark's law on King James where right as she's about to leave, she says any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic to which I imagine King James went, Hey, um, uh, yeah. What's a technology? And then I love the final line of the episode. She, you know, slowly the TARDIS dematerializes and he goes, but where did they go? So <laughs> it's like, what? That was the Why weirdest was character. I know. It was, but okay. But thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> thumbs down. He was like the weirdest. No, I thought like, he was funny. I loved this character. He was annoying. Yeah. I mean. Okay, here's the thing. He was here's a, the thing a that butt I head, but he had a funny. He was voice. what? He, a butthead, but he was a funny voice. The thing that I enjoyed about King James, the minute he walked on the screen, I was like, "What does this actor do? Like, what was his choice? And he decided to voice him like this. Like he didn't sound like anyone else there." He had like three accents. I don't man. think I've ever ridiculous. heard anybody talk. I, yeah, like that it was like. Let's see. Were we going to go for a for a very lofty royal sound? Are you going to go kind of northern? What if I just went a little, like this? little bit of Yorkshire in there? What are you going to do? I was thinking cartoon character, just so that you know. And I was like, <laughs> but what's funny is it's one of those it's it, it, it's one of those things where had Alan Cummings shied away from that even for a minute, I would have hated this character. <laughs> But the fact that you, he's you so, what's that? 
<laughs> what did you say? He was talking like this the whole time. Yeah. The <laughs> fact that he absolutely committed to the bit is what made it for me. By the way, I don't know if I've ever told you all this. I had in, I don't know, seventh grade or something, I had a substitute teacher come in. And the minute he walked through the door, half of the class started like giggling and looking around, making eye contact with each other. And I'm going, oh, what? <laughs> this guy's a known quantity, but I've never seen him before. What's going on? And he was he was a taller guy, kind of kind of roundish, big boned, wearing the tiniest little spectacles you've ever seen. <laughs> like they, they were perfectly round lenses and it looked like they were the same diameter of the colors in his eyes. You know, like, how are you, like, do they have to be lined up exactly with your pupil? Like, you can't look left or right. Like, you got to look straight ahead in these things. And he was, he was a little more dressed up than the average teacher. And when he opened his mouth, <laughs> I am, you went, oh. I am not exaggerating when I tell you he sounded exactly like this character. <laughs> I am not, I am not, I'm not making, I'm not trying to make this funny for the story effect. I am telling you, this is what he sounded like. Where he looked? Yes. And I, I laughed as soon as he opened his mouth. And I wish I could remember his name. Hello, class. My name is Mr. Tottington, whatever it was. And I looked around at everyone else in the class and went, what is happening right now? And I kept waiting for the bit to end, and it never did. <laughs> and midway through the class, we had some sort of a break or something, and I'm like. furiously making eye contact with other students, and somebody came over and said, apparently he went to some sort of preppy finishing school, and they that's how he was like instructed to, te uh, to, to speak or something. And I'm like... With. This cannot be real. <laughs> He's no doing this on purpose yeah, because it it knocks all of us so far off kilter that we we don't misbehave or something. And I'm telling you, I never heard the man crack. I never heard. I, there was never a twinkle in his eye, a wink, a nudge, tongue in cheek, nothing. He was impenetrable. So he was either what they said. Or this is how he speaks, really or he was more committed to the bit than anyone I've ever seen. He had to seen. talk like that for a TV show one time. Uh, yeah, apparently. And that's the thing that I loved about, about Alan Cumming doing this, doing this yeah. voice, making this choice. And I'm, I'm desperate to know, was this his choice solely, or was there something in the script or the director mm -hmm. that said, what if you did a really weird voice? And um, the fact that he, he just absolutely committed to it absolutely committed to the mannerisms the the if there was a twinkle in his eye it was king james's eye not oh. alan cumming you know like there was there was always sort of these sideways glances by the way what the heck were they trying to do with him and ryan like i, I was oh, yeah. i was furiously googling are there gay rumors about king james because they were definitely trying to make it as though King James was making a pass at Ryan. And I'm like, is, am I, is there a British gag that I'm missing here? Yeah. Like, is there some, you know, like George Washington and the cherry down. tree and the wooden teeth that you just know because you're an American that everybody in you in the UK knows about King James that I'm not aware of. Um, Cause all I know is Bible 
and England. Like that's that's <laughs> I, that's all I got. That's all I got. Um, so I loved I loved that character. Absolutely loved him. Totally off the wall, oddball, weird character choice, but I dig it. I like, totally dig it. I get it because if he didn't keep that up the whole episode, he would be just as unlikable as Miss Savage. They had just They're like, done yeah, it in the that's the thing. Scene. Equally evil. Is because he was sort of playful and then we get his like tragic backstory, um, it was like, oh, you're doing this to make up for a lot of psychological trauma in your life. And and apparently Becca Savage was doing it to to try and, to you know, save her own soul from Satan. And again, you know, she was totally bought in. Like, that's the thing is like when you get to the end, even the parts where she was being deceptive, it wasn't because she was just trying to save her own butt. Did y'all, did y'all notice that? The thing that I loved, if there was something that I liked about Becca Savage, it's that she actually did have pure motives. Even in trying to save herself, the way she was trying to save herself was by ridding her town of evil in, in her mind, right? So even, she wasn't, she wasn't purposefully killing innocent people just to try and save her own skin. She was legitimate, except for maybe Willow's grandma. Oh, yeah. Because she was like, well, she knew, so I couldn't let anyone find out. So maybe she did kill her <laughs> out of evil motives. Again, I'm not defending Becca Savage at all. She's a terrible person. That one was just purely <laughs> That evil. one was pure, yeah. That was murder. That one was purely evil, yeah. The rest of it, though, she was genuinely trying to be, um, trying to be a good character. So speaking of, can we talk about good and evil? Because... Um, who said this line? Was it the doctor? She said, I, yes, it was the doctor. She's tied up. She's talking to King James. It's her, her moment of breakthrough with King James. She says, we want people to be evil or heroic, but that's not the way people are. And that is an incredibly insightful thing for a show about good fighting evil to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it might be is this the thesis of this season maybe? <laughs> that might be the thesis of this entire 10 episode season. That's what they want it to be, but I don't think it no. is because I'll be honest, they have some pretty clear-cut evil people. Like yeah. a warrior race imprisoned forever because of vaguely war crimes. Okay. We have Miss Savage who's right. just evil. We have the bus driver and the other dude from that episode who are just racist. Yeah, like, no redeemable qualities whatsoever. I feel like they've well, been fairly black thanks and for, white. Thanks for knocking the wind right out. Of well, Demons of the Punjab is a little better, where it is like it's more complex than that. I guess maybe what I'm saying is that okay, yeah, she says we want people to be evil or heroic, but that's not the way people are. I would say then if you take that up to a larger, uh, a bigger scope, we want it to be us versus them, yeah. right? The aliens versus humanity or uh, the the space plague versus Earth or whatever it is. And then this this season has been flipping a lot of that on its head and it turns out we're the bad guys. Yeah, it's human but, versus human. Yeah, but you're right. On that scale, there are still heroes and evildoers so yeah. you're right so if this is the thesis for the whole season it's not it's not working really executed well but like certainly certainly a theme yeah yeah they have done 
a little bit to like try and support that. But I still think ultimately they're falling back on a lot of just evil characters. It's hard to do in in a story. It's it's yeah. hard to it's hard to balance those two things. One of the things that I have actually enjoyed about uh, some some recent movies is flipping it around and and ma- making you look at the bad guy harder. So Maleficent was uh, was one that I thought did that really well. Uh, and actually, I guess a lot of them are Disney. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Uh, Maleficent was one where you get the story of Sleeping Beauty from the perspective of the evil uh, queen or the evil witch or whatever she was. Um, and you see, you know, sort of why she did the things that she did and how if you're on one side, it is absolutely evil. But if you're on the other side, you can go, well, maybe that wasn't the right thing to do, but I understand why you did it. It wasn't just pure evil. Um, Cruella just came out. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that that whole movie is centered on Cruella DeVille as the hero. She's the hero of this movie. And it's like, what? And obviously it's a prequel. It's a backstory, et cetera, et cetera. And I think they did a fantastic job of walking the line of showing someone who, though she's the protagonist and arguably the hero of this movie, she's not like either good or evil. She's more complicated than that. Like the doctor said, it's, it's, it, there's more to it than that. And, um, that that kind of approach, while it's harder to do in fiction, is definitely worthwhile as far as a worldview, I would think. Um, setting it up as us versus them and they are wrong and evil and inhuman hmm. never never ends up never ends well when you do that in real life. Hmm. It's one thing if you're just like slaying orcs by the thousands because <laughs> they're they're literally not human creatures. Yeah. But then when you go, our real world adversaries are orcs. Oh, hang on. You know, like not quite. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of trouble gets into there. We got Snoops and the Hoobian is actually brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared and James. You know what they do? Here's what they do. They go and they like what we do. So then they go and they do something awesome. I still haven't said what it is. They're supporting us on a monthly basis. They are um, actually all three at different levels, uh, supporting us on a regular ongoing basis through Patreon. And so you can join them either through Patreon or uh, you go over to noobsandthehoobian.com slash support, and that'll link you over to Patreon. It'll link you over to our Amazon affiliate link. And if you use that and then just buy anything, not even something we suggested, just buy something and it helps us out a little bit. There's a uh, PayPal donate button. You can uh, click on that and you can give as little as a dollar. And then you can just check a box and make it a monthly donation. If everybody that's listening right now just did a dollar a month, uh, that would be huge. That would be fantastic. So head on over to noobsandthehoobian.com slash support. Become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. I haven't done the whole long version of that one in a while. So that brings us to Classic Who Connections. Let's listen in to what Jared has to say. Easy for me to say. Hello, noobs in the Hoovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for the Witchfinders. As per Chibnall's norm, uh, there's not a lot of Classic Who Connections, but still, um, and and maybe more so New Who Connections, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. So we'll work with what we got. 
See, so the third and the seventh doctor talked about Clark's law. Uh, if you guys haven't already talked about this, this is when he's saying that, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, any technology, uh, if it's far advanced enough, um, then it looks it's indistinguishable from magic. So Arthur C. Clarke has three laws uh, um, that he, he wrote about, and so that's one of them. So the third doctor talked to Joe Grant about Clark's law, uh, that similar, that same law, one of the laws. Um, after making his car Bessie, yes, the third doctor had a car named Bessie, uh, after seeing her move uh, seemingly of her own accord. The doctor was tricking her, he was using a remote control, which now seems really easy. We've seen that on Mythbusters and uh, countless other things in movies. Maybe we don't know about it, but, you know, for special effects. But then it seemed like a really big deal. Um, so it seemed like magic to Joe until he explained it was just science, you know, or technology. Um, and also in, that was in the serial The Demons. And then the seventh doctor, uh, he referenced, again, Arthur Clarke's uh, laws to Ace. We love Ace in the serial Battlefield. Now the doctor mentioned her ability to hold her breath for a long time, which is also known as her respiratory bypass system. Uh, that was first talked about in Four to Doomsday. Of course, we've mentioned that before. And finally, I don't. it's not really a connection. It's just sort of a, a can you believe it? This is the first Doctor Who story on TV about witch trials. There's been comics, there's been audio, there's been books that, that the Wikia referenced about witch trials, but this is seriously the first TV story where they referenced witch trials. I couldn't find any other ones, I couldn't remember any other ones, the Wikia didn't list any other ones, so I think it is. That's pretty crazy to me. Uh, so I really liked this one. This was a... a, 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 a um, you know, the Brits would say a proper creepy one to me at least I don't know maybe maybe uh, uh, Corbin's not really you know he's he's not really affected by it but this was pr properly creepy to me uh, and so it's the first one I've really felt in a while uh, there I know there are some other ones that have tried but this one the the creep factor is not the same but like similar to the first time I watched weeping angels uh, so I I really enjoyed that uh, I thought I, I couldn't keep my eyes off of the uh, the the actors who were playing the you know, the extras really who were playing the I, I call them zombies the the alien invaded uh, bodies they were contorting their bodies in just creepy ways that I just thought were awesome you know just just for background you know I just thought they did such a really good job so Anyway, I enjoyed that factor, that aspect of it. The story was pretty good. You know, it was a decent story. Um, and, and so I, I'm giving it 9 out of 10 Alien Tech Ducking Stools. And uh, so for the creep levels, I'm going to go ahead and give it, this may be way over what you guys have, but for me, it creeped me out, so I don't care. I'm giving it 400 out of 500 creep levels. Call me a wuss if you want. I'm sticking by it. That's all I've got for today. Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia, and thanks to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right, thanks, Jared. That brings us down to our overall impressions. Who wants to go first? No one. Well, Jared went first. Who wants to go second? <laughs> I'll, I'll go second, I guess. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, this was like a good episode, but it was kind of just an annoying episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> annoying? It's like 40 minutes of people pointing fingers at each other. And like, uh, when you already okay. know that none of them are the witches, it's not as fun. Like, it. Okay. It's Would you fun prefer to have, like, a mystery where some of them were, were witches? witches. <laughs> we had to figure out which one. Yeah, like if the aliens had taken over the bodies without making them look dead, like with oh, that one girl. I see what you're saying. So that some of the were witches, then it would have been kind of cool to like point fingers. Because like when you already know the answer to the mystery, there's no like it's less fun hashing it out. Gotcha. I don't so, think it was meant to be a mystery, though. No, it was just. A, That's what he's saying. There should have yeah. been one. It would have been. Should have been a completely different genre. <laughs> They do have okay. sci-fi mystery. They do. So what's your rating then? Um, 7.5 um, Weird Roots. Yeah. Whatever it is. Really. Um, yeah, this one was... Um, this was one of those ones where the second time I watched it, I, I think I enjoyed it even more than the first time. And then this time around, I was like, man, mm-hmm. it's all right. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I don't know. Um, it... Yeah, it was fine. I definitely loved King James. I loved hating Becca Savage. <laughs> Um, there was some, some good stuff with Willa. Um, I like that, you know, you kind of get that, Oh, she's going to go off and be a doctor. You know, Mm -hmm. that was really cool. Um, but overall, um, I'm going to give it, um, seven out of 10 thick black tears. That was kind of weird. That is my least favorite thing, uh, in, in horror movies or, or even just freak out. No, when it's, when it's like black, when it's just like either, so dark red that it's black because it's blood or it's black because it's, we don't know what it is coming out of that person's head. Oh. Blah, blah, blah. I hate that. When you Comes know out they of their just mouth use like watercolor. Their, their right ear there. or their corner of their eye or uh, as in the fifth element comes right off the top of his forehead. Blah, blah. So you don't like Stranger Things? I haven't seen like enough of Stranger Things. when Eleven uses her powers a little Nope, stuff definitely like don't. That. Nope. So no, I would not like that. Thank you. Seven out of ten. What do you What do you think, Corbin? I thought this one was good. I liked it. Uh, there was obviously some weird bits. I don't like that they had the Morax show up, like pretty close to the end, and then they just kind of get re imprisoned, and then nothing ever comes of it. You know, it was just. She didn't defeat them. She just kind of postponed it. Then. Yeah. I honestly I mean, don't know oh, what to okay, do yeah. better, per se. I don't know. But <laughs> it just felt like, time. and in the last ten minutes, uh, aliens. Throw and, them into a soup can and launch them Well, except space. that they were there the whole time. Like, we knew. Yeah. We knew they were there, but they, like, showed up in one scene. Mm-hmm. And then weren't there for, like, 20 minutes. And then suddenly they were there again and there. So you wish that the reveal had been earlier in the episode and we spent more time fighting the actual aliens? Yeah. Rather than, oh, look, it's aliens. Shove them back in the hole. Yeah. And. I get that. I'm I'm with you. I think think part of it is just that like, oh, yet again, another warrior race. Are they also the most powerful (laughs) in the universe? Hey, at least we didn't get that. At At least least we just got there. They are. Like, well, oh my gosh. How okay, many... I wasn't under the impression that this was 
the entirety of the Morax no, race. I was it was but that it was people who were punished for their war crimes. Well, of course, the king and the queen were there. I don't know. All right, anyways, anyways. So, what, what's your rating? Uh, I'm gonna say eight point five axes. Wow. Eight point so so five like dyspraxia axes. Dyspraxia. Dyspraxis. Dyspraxias. Axes. Anyways, it's a reach. Creep level. Um, I'm going to give it tell y'all to shut up when I give it two seventy five. <laughs> it's less than it's half. An episode about witches and zombies and creepy looking aliens. Two seventy five. Shut up. What do you think, Trip? Shut up, I th- Corbin. What do you think? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> What do you think, Trip? Um, I don't know. I mean, there was like the zombies, and then like when she ate the glass container. That was horrifying. That was kind of, and the doctor was like, mm, "Yummy!" Especially the part where she licked her fingers at the end. <laughs> it was, was glass. <laughs> it was yeah. What were you? I know you were just doing it for extra creepification, but, <laughs> but what why? was it supposed <laughs> to be? Why? Like if it had been dropped in the mud and there was mud on the outside and she licked the mud off her fingers, that would have been like, Ew, except if it's but, on her fingers, it's still like on her. So like if she had just taken it and like smashed it on her chest, instead she didn't have to eat it. <laughs> no, I like the fact that she ate it. I just didn't like the fact that she was like, "Ooh, finger looking good." <laughs> Some fried chicken. Got, ooh, got to get the grease off my finger hands. Finger licking. Nom, nom, nom. This glass bottle is finger licking good. That's right. That's right. Juicy uh, and tender, just like I like it. <laughs> it's glass again. Yeah. They even, they even let us hear the crunching of the glass. Oh, yeah. Juicy glass. So what's your, what's your rating, oh. uh, Trip? Um, 100. It, it wasn't that scary. Okay. The, the other zombie, the other zombies were like ten. It's times not scary. You're a wimp, Dad. It's a creep level. It's not scary. The other ones were creepier. Anyways, okay, Corbin. Meh. <laughs> Corbin giving gives it, it a meh out of five. Between one and five hundred, Corbin gives it a meh. You know what's really scary? No, tell me. Zombies in broad daylight. You know, super yeah. freaky. It's, it terrifies me. That Come like stops at, at your command. By the way, you can Stop. just be like, okay. "No." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like your zombie voice. <laughs> so, what's your rating, loser? <laughs> I'm the loser. That's what I said, isn't it? Dad, seven hundred and fifty out of five hundred. I'm gonna say seventy-five. No, what? What? Oh, seventy-five. I thought you said 275, and I was like, that's what I oh, gave it. What you- really- <laughs> um, any conversation about our theories of will they or won't they? It would be kind of funny Given that Ryan tried to axe murder her, well, I think that kind of hurts their chances. <laughs> I don't think that hurts their chances. You think it deepens their, their no, connection? No, definitely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody swinging. So no, no change in your predictions or anything. Yeah. Did it, we start to say? I think I asked y'all one week about who's gonna make it out of this season. Did we talk about that? Well, I mean, if they don't get together, Yaz is so totally dead. Like, <laughs> Whoa, geez. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I feel like Yaz. If can't they are make not it. in a relationship, <laughs> Yaz is gone. <laughs> she's got. She's the perfect character. If she doesn't, if she doesn't have a reason to stay, she's she's gone. What do you mean she's the perfect? She's character? such a good character to that, get murdered. 
No. She's like the noble, the great. So she has to die. Yes, the noble and great. Where are you getting this idea from? She's like the cop that's like always trying to stop the bullies and stuff. And she's like, like we were talking so about. She's the big adventurer. Die. So she has to die. What do you mean? This is Corbin, what do you think? Who's making it out of the season? Before. I think they're going to all stay. I don't think anyone's going to get murdered if they don't end up so with the everybody right lives huh i mean ryan, stays ryan has too much backstory to die and okay his dad and screw yaz's backstory she got a whole episode but who cares about her that was not even about her <laughs> it was a whole episode about it her was family. a backstory episode no. on yaz it was about her grandma her nan that we literally didn't know existed Nanny. until that episode oh my word that's why you get the, oh my gosh no, Do you not know what backstory, backstory means? Haven't you heard of establishing a character? Do you literally don't know, know anything about her means? other than she has a grandma. Did, <laughs> <laughs> don't need to know about the grandma. We don't know anything about Yaz except for the fact that she has a grandma. Why are you this way? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Corbin, you think uh, everybody lives slash stays. Sure. Yeah. Team TARDIS for life. Yaz is the least important character. <laughs> <laughs> wow well, guys, really um, next week we're covering season 11 episode 9 it takes you away because they still haven't told us when the new season is coming out um, so here's the thing big giant announcement I think I mentioned last week when we yeah. recorded that they did a, a panel discussion at Comic Con and it was pre-recorded and I told y'all that I don't know when it was pre-recorded, but they mentioned during that pre-recorded interview that they were still filming. Like two days after that, okay, that made all kinds of Doctor Who news, right? Um, they talked about the next season is going to be eight episodes, one story, and they talked about, um, uh, oh, I don't know. They, 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 all kinds of headlines came out of that, right? And then like three days later, they officially announced, confirmed by the BBC, that Whitaker and Chibs are stepping down after this season. And I'm like, what? Why wasn't that announced at Comic Con? Yeah. Like, what the trash? Why give us all like three days of all these headlines when they buried the lead? <laughs> so here's here's what we know. If you haven't heard. And again, hopefully this is not a spoiler because there's no way you're going to make it to the end of series 13 with us on the podcast here without hearing about this from everyone in the world. But apparently Chibs and Jody made a pact at the beginning that they were going to do. They were three seasons and done. They were going to do three and then they were leaving. They made that pact at the beginning, which makes me kind of angry because yeah. they've been so coy about it when they knew. But obviously they couldn't tell us. Um, I am shocked at a three season run for a showrunner. He's like, I am done. Yeah. And this, I think this is going to mark the first time you had a doctor and a showrunner enter and exit at the same time. Yeah. It's gotta be it's a gotta first. Be. So here's what we found out on top of that. The upcoming late autumn or excuse me, late 2021 series 13 is going to be six episodes followed by a New Year's special, followed by a spring special, those eight are one story, which means we're going to get a cliffhanger that's not going to get resolved until New Year's Day, and then we'll get an even bigger cliffhanger 
that won't get it resolved until whenever they air the spring episode because they didn't say when in the spring. They just said the spring. So this is kind of like David Tennant did. And then they're going to do one more. They're going to do a ninth episode that's not part of that, right? So you got eight C, eight story, sorry, eight episodes, one story. Then yeah. there's going to be a final episode, presumably a regeneration episode, that will be, quote, aired in conjunction with the centenary celebration of the BBC. So the BBC is turning 100 uh, in 2022. And so in conjunction with that, they're going to do one last final hurrah with Chibnall and Whitaker. And then, and like I said, presumably that'll be the regeneration episode and then we'll meet the next doctor. And I heard a fantastic theory, a fantastic theory that I just realized I can't share. Crap. Nice. I can't share because spoilers. I can't share. Can I share it at all? I can't share. You'll just have to wait two seasons. I can't share. Oh, it's such a good theory, but I can't tell you. I can't tell you because it's spoilers, but it was such a good theory about, um, I can't tell you. Anyways, okay. I can't say anything without spoilers. Okay. But you did say something without spoilers. So never, never mind that. But at any rate, guys, so that's what's going on. So we are still waiting with bated breath. But, I mean, if you do the math, um, we've got episode 9. We've got episode 10. We've got uh, resolutions, which is the New Year's special. And then, no, that's not it. Then we've got next season. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Yeah. Never. <laughs> I thought there was three episodes. We have a whole other season. I was like, there's no way we're about to be done. There's no way. Yeah. Uh yeah, we've got a whole other season. So we're we're still on track um to to finish up uh on on Halloween evening uh which is the perfect time to do a New Year's special. It's a perfect time. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. So hang in there with us guys. As soon as we know anything for sure, we we'll, we will jiggery pokery the uh the old schedule there. So guys, Noobs in the Hoobie is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Your audio engineer is Thing One. I'm Trip. And your production editor is the other one. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. And thanks to Jared for his Classic Who connections. Shoutouts as always to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. You can find us at NoobsInTheHoobie.com where you can find links to our social media. Um, all of the different places that you can find us and listen to us, a big old subscribe button. And wherever you do find us, make sure that you do subscribe, that you like us, that you leave a rating if you can. I'm looking at you, Spotify. And share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And where are the news? Yeah, why did you stop? Until next time, be safe <laughs> if you can, but always be amazing. <laughs> Goodbye. Do we normally do that at the end? Every, every every time for like time. 150 episodes. <laughs> I just <laughs> was it this the way Dad said it? You're like, I don't know. Nope. Be whip. <laughs>